today. We say thank you, God, for those of us who grieve on Mother's Day, for those of us who long for more. God, we say thank you for your love, your love that covers all things, that surrounds us, that encourages us and helps lifts us up. God, I just pray that your unwavering love would just cover and fill us each today. We thank you so much for your incredible grace and your amazing love. Amen. Amen. Thanks for that, guys. We're going to, I'm going to hand over to Andrew, I think. Is it, is that right? Yeah. Andrew's up. Andrew's up. Come on. Come on, the man of God. Let's go. Thanks for the awesome intro. That's uh, just a bit of uh, housework here. This is nothing to do with my sermon. But did you know that uh, Disneyland, all people in Disneyland, employees from the head to down below, um, they have a policy. No rubbish will be on the ground for more than a minute. Mm. So if the CEO is walking past a grassy whatever and sees a bit of rubbish there, it's his responsibility as much as anyone else's to clean it up. Isn't that mm, good little policy. I like it. So we had, uh, I was there for about 15, just quietly. <laughs> My wife came in and said, what's on the TV? I said, dust, and that's how the fight started. <laughs> that had <laughs> nothing to do with my sermon. There you go. Okay. Um, so I did my very best to get out of this sermon. I've never done a Mother's Day sermon before. Um, Steve Metcher gave me some wise words and said, just don't bore me. Um, so I was thinking of all the uh, great, strong, bold women that I could think of, you know, in my life to talk about. So I've actually come up with, I can't really say it's one of my favourites, but one of my wife's favourites. Ready, please, Mr. Music? There we go. My wife's favourite Wonder Woman. Is anyone... Any women here? Was that your favourite superhero? Paula, you want to come up and show us a bit of Wonder Woman? No? Is anyone? Do it, Mum. Do it, Mum. Come on. Come on. Paula's good at it. Come on. Let's give us some round of applause. Come on. We're not leaving until you do. Oh, come on. You can do Happy in the Car, but you can't do Wonder Woman here. Okay. Come on. Show us. I'm firing bullets at you. Pow, pow. Pow, pow. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. And of course we remember, Wonder Woman had, uh, what was the thing she had? The lasso? Not a whip, yeah, that's... <laughs> anyway, um, moving along. Um, this is a family show, David, please. Um, she also had... Invisible Aeroplane, that's right. Which you could see her clearly and that was right, that's, that's cool. Wonder Woman. Now... Um, I didn't ask the men who, uh, if this, I didn't ask the men about Wonder Woman because, guys, you can thank me later. I just was trying to preserve your marriage there and, uh, you know, keep things above board. Uh, Wonder Woman, I, she probably was one of my favourites growing up too, um, along with Spider-Man and Superman. But uh, I, this is my Wonder Woman.
Okay. Nice one, Dad. That's good. Wonder Woman. Okay. For most of us men, we could put our partner's heads there. Um, my Wonder Woman. I want to talk about God's Wonder Woman, this Wonder Women this morning. That's what I want to focus on this morning. You know, men, don't switch off. This is about us too. We're going to be focusing on women, but we're going to, it's about all of us. We can all learn something from it. So I want to have a look at uh, the words of Solomon, one of the wisest men in, the, in uh, history. Well, God says he's the wisest man to have ever lived. And, uh, but it's in context. You've got to understand this passage. I just want to show you. It's in context because it was written thousands of years ago. And so he talks about a, wa- a woman in terms of a wife. But we're going to think of it in terms of just women because I don't want it to be a, a wife day or a mother's day. It's a women's day. We're celebrating women today. So here we go. Proverbs 31, 25 to 31. Now he's talking to his son, giving his son some wise words of counsel um, as he's coming to the end, his twilight years. So these are his words of wisdom. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her and she will gently and greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant's ship, bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare her breakfast, to prepare breakfast for her household, and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She is. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. She's crazy. Uh, lamp, <laughs> thanks, Paula, for that one. Okay. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fibre. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with other um, community leaders. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. Rabbit's ears, this is what her husband says, There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. No, that's what this guy said. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. Is that harsh? I'm just quoting the Bible. Um, But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Whew. Pressure much? Pressure? Holy smoke. Apart from Paula, who was so close on that one. Anyone else is going like, I am so close. If I can just find some flax and some wool, I have got this one. I was actually thinking of you, Renee, not to be too uh, forward, but, uh, you know, like getting up before dawn to make sure the breakfast is ready and working into the middle of the night. Greg's laughing at that one. Okay, okay, so close. My son is trying to be funny like his dad. 
Okay. In saying that, so much pressure. So I want to take some... Let's be... You, no one can do that. How much pressure is that? I think if um, Mother's Day, you know, celebrating women, put so much pressure on... I don't think we put the same pressure on Father's Day, do we? Like, guys, if you notice another guy doing something, you just go, oh, well, you know, bit of a, you know, pillock and just move on. But so much pressure on women. Like, I don't expect you to get up at dawn and... Well, you don't. But, you know, like dawn and work through to the middle of the night, burning the lamp and all this. It's a lot of pressure. But I want to say that. Um, I want to take some, some real truths out of some of this stuff in here. And it's truths for us guys to hear. And it's... Turn the picture off. Sorry. You've got lovely legs, Paula. Just want to say. Okay. Um, yeah, Paula wants the picture off. She's embarrassed. She's embarrassed. Were you dressed in it? Um, I want us to take away, for men and women, take away something from today and something from this passage here. And the first thing I want us to take away, and it's one of the, the biggest lies that women can particularly say about themselves, is that you are not valuable. Women... And this is the most important point of today. Women, you are valuable. Superhero school. Superhero God's school, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman knows her valuable value. Superhero school, 101 lesson. You are valuable. You are valuable. Okay, I've got a clip. Wrong. Hi, Erin. Hi. Okay, so I'm gonna just give you some actions to do. I just do the first thing that comes to mind. Show me what it looks like to run like a girl. <laughs> my hair. Oh my God. Show me what it looks like to fight like a girl. <laughs> now throw like a girl. My name is Dakota and I'm 10 years old. Show me what it looks like to run like a girl. Throw like a girl. Fight like a girl. What does it mean to you when I say run like a girl? It means run fast as you can. So do you think you just insulted your sister? No. I mean, yeah, insulted girls, but not my sister. Is like a girl a good thing? Actually, I don't know what it really, if it's a bad thing or a good thing. It sounds like a bad thing. It sounds like you're trying to humiliate someone. So when they're in that vulnerable time, between 10 and 12, how do you think it affects them when somebody uses like a girl as an insult? I think it definitely drops their self-confidence and um, really puts them down because during that time they're already trying to figure themselves out and when somebody says you hit like a girl it's like well what does that mean because they think they're a strong person it's kind of like telling them that they're weak and they're not as good as them. 
And what advice do you have to young girls who are told they run like a girl, kick like a girl, hit like a girl, swing like a girl? Keep doing it, because it's working. If somebody else says that running like a girl, or kicking like a girl, or shooting like a girl is something that you shouldn't be doing, that's their problem. Because if you're still scoring, and you're still getting to the ball on time, and you're still being first, you're doing it right. It doesn't matter what they say. I mean, yes, I kick like a girl, and I swim like a girl, and I walk like a girl, and I wake up in the morning like a girl, because I am a girl. And that's not something that I should be ashamed of. So I'm gonna do it anyway. That's what they should do. If I asked you to, to run like a girl now, would you do it differently? I would run like myself. Would you like a chance to redo it? Why can't run like a girl also mean win the race? How cool is that? God's wonder women know their value. Wonder woman knew her value. God's wonder women know their value. Um, yeah. I want you to know how truly, truly valuable you are. I remember um, I got taken for a test drive in one of these. When I test drive, my friend hired one for the day. His wife gave it to him for the day. He drove past my place and uh, offered to take me out for an hour or so. That is my dream car. Anyone here, is that your dream car? Close? What's your dream car, Michael? Lamborghini, okay. That's my dream car, a red Porsche. That just is awesome. The thing, as I look at that car and the dream car, and I imagine me going in it with my mate, which was just such a great time, can I just say, they hug the road. I reckon we went round this roundabout at about 100, and he powered out of the corner. It was just phenomenal. Great car. As I think about that and all the times I've seen them being, you know, on the road, it's usually driven by a dweeby old middle-aged man, you know, with uh, hair flapping. Probably has a bow tie and, you know, suspenders and probably socks and sandals. Um, but um, the thing about that on the road... I've never seen a dirty Porsche on the road, ever. Never seen one covered in mud, dents, scratches. You just don't see it. Because the guy who drives that knows its value. If you own that, well, no, not that. Uh, <laughs> if you own that, that's one of God's wonder women. Okay. If you own that, you know its value and you treat it with respect. You treat it with respect. I was driving into Willows yesterday and um, I couldn't believe it. There's this brand new Audi and it had um, Envy Me as the license plate number. Um, no, Envy Me. But I was shocked because he was just parked with us normal plebs. You know, just in the, in the same little thing you know like a door 
distance away from everyone else. Usually when you've got these big fancy cars, well, I've seen it, like, I remember the Red Shield shoot one time and um, and, and the, there was this big black Ferrari and he parked in between the car park spaces so that no one could park near him, you know, so they wouldn't get chipped by the door handles and as someone's pushing past with the trolley, wouldn't get, you know, scraped or bumped or dented. Neither with the value of the car. I was actually surprised to see this guy kind of wasn't valuing his car. Usually I park right down the end, you know, so it doesn't get damaged. Guys that own those sort of cars know their value. They don't want it damaged. They take care of it. When you know the value of something, you take care of it. Women, when you know your value, you will take care of yourself. Men, when we really know the value of women, we'll take care of them. We'll treat them with respect, dignity. We'll polish the car. We'll make sure you know, the tyres are inflated and we'll leave it in great condition. If we take it for a test drive, we'll leave it in better condition than when we picked it up. Won't be damaged. And it's about knowing who you truly are in Christ. Before God even created us as people, just after he started creating the world, he says this about us. Now remember God's three in one, let's not get into that theology, but he says this. They're having a conversation. God's having a conversation with himself. Interesting little picture. We'll deal with that another time. Let us make people in our image to be like ourselves. They will be masters over all life, the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the livestock, wild animals and small animals. So God created people in his own image. God patterned them after himself. Male and female, he created them. You and I, women and men, are created in God's image. Women, I want you to hear this. If you haven't been respected or haven't been treated well, it's the wrong image. You are made in the image of God. You are valuable beyond all belief. When Solomon says that women are a good wife, but talking about women, are more valuable than rubies, I want you to hear this. A ruby was the most precious thing on the planet at that time. Solomon is saying we should treat women with the utmost respect because they are the most valuable thing around. And as men, I've got to say, I'm sure there's some women stronger than me in the room, but we're here to protect women. It's our job. Respect them. And women, you're a value. Respect yourself. When you know your value, you will take care of yourself. When men, when we know the value of women, we will take care of them. 
Wonder Woman, lesson number two, Wonder Woman knows, God's Wonder Woman knows that it's what is on the inside that counts. Solomon says that is not what is on the outside that counts, but it's what's on the inside that counts. He says this, There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. It is not what is on the outside that counts, but what is on the inside. Troubles me of late with um, the young pop stars. I was chatting with Phil about it. Like they, they feel that it's what's on the outside and they have to show more of what's on the outside in order to sell records and stuff like that. Women, it's a bad message for you. And it's a bad message that we are helping to portray. You do not have to sell what is on the outside to be valuable. You are valuable beyond belief because of what is on the inside of you. Mother Teresa. There we go. Mother Teresa? It's not Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa. Who here would agree with me that she is one of God's God's great women? I think she would even agree that maybe not the greatest exterior. But you know what? I she is just magnificent. Was. It is not about what is on the outside, but is what on the, what is on the inside. Praise God for many great women like Mother Teresa. Many great women like Mother Teresa. I just want to say this. All of this is kind of wrapping up, and I'm wrapping up my thoughts now. One, I want you to know you're valuable. Women, I want you to know you're valuable. And it's for a good reason. Solomon says this. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Wisdom, speaks with wisdom, faithful instruction is on her tongue. It's a recurring theme in the Bible for women. Paul says it later when he's writing to Titus. He says this about the women in the church. Teach the older women to live in a way that is appropriate to the Lord. They must not go around speaking, speaking evil of one another. Then he goes on to say, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train, must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and pure and take care of their homes and do good. Speaking and training, instructing the next generation. The words you speak. The Bible says that the tongue has power over life and death. There is a absolutely God-mandated task for women to speak life of yourselves and 
desperately over the next generation. We get a choice what we speak. And guys, it's us too. We get a choice what we speak. Speak life or death. Speak life. We need it. The next generation needs it. And then he goes on, goes on to say um, that, we are, that women are to train the next generation. What we say and what we do matters. Uh, I want to encourage you women that you make this a better place. If you, like, have a look at work. Anyone here who works just with men? It, like, seriously, when a woman comes in, it just softens the situation. You guys bring in a flavour that is wonderful. I've worked in an all-women's uh, environment and... Um, that has other aspects too. Um, I just want to say, not talking about here, sorry. It is an all-women's environment here, but it's different. Um, be, having been a male nurse. But um, yeah, so being in an all-women's environment, I've got to say that is something that I would encourage you women to do is speak life. Because being in an all-women's environment, I've noticed that Sometimes that is not always the case. That the hardest people on women are sometimes women. Dare I say it? Men don't seem to be as hard on men as women seem to be as hard on women. I want to encourage you that you are valuable. And what you have to contribute with the words you say and the equipping of the next generation is so important. Yeah, it's a team to come back up. But I want to I want just as you think about it, think about the legacy that you will leave with the words you say and what you do. I pray that as the um, team comes, that if any of that has resonated with you, that maybe you don't know how valuable you are. that you would just allow God to speak to you this morning. And I think, too, for us as guys, I want to challenge you to raise your standard and say, I may not have respected women, but from now on, I am going to hold them as the highest treasure you that being of value means you have something to contribute and I really want to encourage you to speak words of life over the younger generation there are young women here young men who need that motherly grandmotherly um, influence on their life and it is I want to encourage you to just take this time and allow God to place someone on your heart to say, I want to encourage them and equip them so that they can be the best women God has called them to be. As the group plays though, first and foremost, if you do not know 
that you are the most valuable thing in this world. That God says you are created in His image. Equal in His image. I encourage you to let God's Holy Spirit heal you from the damage of the past. To restore you. So that you can be a bold lioness for God. And so that your influence for God will continue and will build into the next generation so that your spiritual children will stand at the gates and praise you. Let's sing how great is our God. And if you want to come forward and pray, I encourage you to do so. Find healing. Say, God, I don't know where I can influence and I really want you to place that on my heart. And I want to find healing. I want to see myself as valuable. Or if you're a guy, I want to come forward and I want to repent of all the times I have not treated my girlfriend, my sister, my mother, grandmother, whoever, the women in my life, as something of value, I want to say sorry. And I want to be a, a man after your own heart and treat women as you see them, valuable, made in your image, your likeness, with future and a hope. Yeah. We're going to sing this now, and I encourage you to come forward.